What's up, what's up, what's up, all my family trees? It's your boy, Rummy Rome. Welcome to another segment of Single Black Fathers. I want to give a shout-out to all my family trees, man, because anyone of y'all just take y'all time out to listen to me, to rather comment, to love or to hate, still my family. And we grounded this. We strong, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I call y'all my family trees. You know, even... Even families, we dispute and we get into it, but we stay down, we stay grounded. So even if you just check it in just to hate on me, you still my family. So I want to give a big shout out to you also. So I'm going to go ahead and get this started. I just want to explain in the quickest manner what it means to me being a single black father. And it just simply means that simply that, that I am single, I'm black, and that I'm a father. I am not married to the mother of my kids. I'm a single black father, and I have two kids, moms, baby moms, whatever the terms you they want to call it. I try not to get in too much of that terminology because people tag lines, and it's just irrelevant to me. Some people don't want to be called a baby's mom, a baby's dad, or whatever, whatever. But my whole point is I'm not married to the mother of either of my kids. Um, I have two baby moms. I have three kids. All my kids are separated. Uh, and I just felt like that because of the way that I was raised. I'm the oldest of four, and my dad was not in my life. And I just knew it was hard. So I also had my oldest daughter at a young age. I had just turned 17, like, with literally a month. So, you know, I was a kid. And uh, I just... Once I had my daughter, even at that young age, I was like, all right, at least try to do what's right. You know what I'm saying? And only only reason why I'm saying that is because I didn't continue to have kids, 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 kids. My kids' gaps are 11 years. So I didn't have my second child until 11 years later. But I still didn't have my shit together. You understand what I'm saying? I was still running around. But me, I was plotting. I was planning. So I was building. I was putting pieces in place. But I still didn't have all my shit together. So I didn't have my son until seven years later. You know, so. I was just trying to do everything right, man. And, and, and it's just kind of hard to explain. But. For all my family trees, you know what I'm saying? When y'all follow me, it, it, we going to put these pieces together, though. But between my kids, moms, man, um, you know, I had my oldest by just her by herself. And then my last two is by their moms, you know, just just by herself. And, you know, it was a high school thing with, with my oldest. We were, you know, we were the same age bracket. We were in high school. We were young and uh you know, we was kids. We stepped out and did what we wanted to do, feel like we were grown. We had a baby. Our parents were there to support us, even though they did scold us, you know, and got on us. It just wasn't okay, hey, and just well accepted. But there was no other choice at that time. It was like, oh, so, so what we got to do? And I'm talking about in the early 90s, though. So it was kind of like at the beginning of the trend, but it was not like just well accepted as it is now. It was still a big thing, though. But regardless, you know, we got through it. And uh, I have I have not one bad thing to say about my daughter's mom. As far as 
her being a mother, you know, um, she did good by my daughter. She did good by me. You know, we 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 went through our thing, you know, child support. You know, that's a big thing in the black community. That's also going to be another subject of this matter of why we had this podcast, because I do have a child support order. I know there's a lot of single black dads, also other cultures, but I'm talking about me. And that was just something that we had to deal with, you know, and we'll we'll get to that subject when that comes. But other than that, and regardless of that, I really still have not one bad thing to say about my daughter's mom. Um, she's in the relationship, I believe, and we can still sit down and be cordial with each other. You know, we can sit down and have a conversation Um she is most definitely allowed and would be comfortable in my house as well as vice versa. I believe the same as far as her house, you know, but my daughter is grown. You know, she would be 25 this year. So she lives in her own house and has her own, you know, things going on. So me and her mom, we 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 don't have a need to stay in contact with each other. But when we do see one thing I respect about my oldest Mom, is that when my family has any function, because my grandmother and a lot of other, um, you know, my aunts and uncles are very prominent in, in the community. So when they have a function, my daughter's mom and a lot of their side of the family always shows up. And it doesn't be on me because I never call them and tell them anything. And I just always pop up and they be there and they still get the same love. As if we, when we were 16, 17 years old. So she gets the utmost respect f from me for that. So until this, it, even to this day, we haven't talked, we don't talk like that, but even to this day, that's, that's my homegirl. We just sit down and chop it up and it'd be a genuine laugh. I mean, like I would treat her to dinner, whatever, you know, that's, that's my homegirl. Now, my two little kids, mom, we cold as hell. We cold as hell. We were more in a relationship being older. And I was in the streets running around and doing what I was doing. She come from a family that was doing what they was doing. So we understood each other. And we was just trying. We were still young at the same time. And me personally, because I can only speak on me, I probably did not 100% respect the relationship. So that's going to be something else that we would talk about being a single black dad. You know, I, I, I didn't, I, I, I was, a, I'm a, I was a player, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's my characteristic. That's my style. You know what I'm saying? But when I'm in a relationship, I genuinely respect the relationship. So me and her was in a relationship. So, I mean, I still have my style, my swag about me, whatever, whatever, but I respected the relationship with me and her. We just saw Ida. We just didn't see eye to eye. Like I said, we were both young. She had her personality. I had my personality. And we were just still trying to figure things out. It was, it was We were learning on the job, as they say. And, you know, having kids and they're still trying to be in a relationship. Because with my oldest, with my oldest child, you know, we were kids. So I was I was in home living under mommy. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't paying any rent and all this stuff. I wasn't providing, you know, 
I especially wasn't being a good dad. You know, I was running around trying to do what I tried to do. I I tried to get a job and work and do those little things, though, man. But like I said, I was running the street. So when I went to go get that first paycheck, I had more money in my pocket than in that paycheck. And I was like, nah, we not going to do this, you know. And like I said, I was ignorant. I was I was a young dummy. You know what I'm saying? I never proclaimed to be like a hoodlum or a thug. <clears throat> I did what I did. I made my moves, but I wasn't trying to be the man or anything. But regardless, you know, it was it was just one of those situations where we kind of grew to outgrow each other. And we both respected it. Now, we still had some turmoil from here and there from, you know, other dealings that we both had to deal with and entwining them all together. But as of today and as of some few years, and this is just my opinion to her and I've told her this, but I've I've seen some growth and maturity in both of us. And as of today, we can co-parent great. You know what I'm saying? We can co-parent great. And, you know, I, I probably talk to her more, especially because my kids are still young. They're still in school. Eh? So I really more have to deal with her. But it's not like a, a have to scene. It's not like, oh, she here, this bitch. You know what I'm saying? I do not feel like that. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? All right. She call it. You know, I used to get a phone call from some motherfuckers. And you just be like, I don't even want to deal with them. I already know what they're about to say. I get with them or text me, motherfucker. I don't even want to talk to you type shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, it's like, hey, what's up? What's going on? Okay, boom. And yeah, it's still, this is like dealing with anybody. It's still some shit like, oh, I don't want to hear that. Are oh, you still on some bullshit? But that's with anybody. You know what I'm saying? So, but I can respect it because I know where she's coming from and I don't feel like she has any ill intentions towards me. We done got past the adolescent stage. So now that we're both dealing with some grown stuff, you know what I'm saying? I respect her for everything what she has done, you know, and for my kids. And I, and I see what she's willing to do. She probably is putting in more work for us with the kids, you know, maybe than me. And, and that's just my opinion sitting on the outside because she takes the kids out of town and travels with them more like that. I have not yet taken them kids out of town. I spend quality time with them each and every single day. But I haven't took them out of town yet. So I just give her props on that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, my relationship with my kids, though, man, it's just so great, though. Like, like she takes them out of town, man, and they just come back. And it's just so beautiful. Just my I have a son. I have a daughter by her. My daughter is 13. My son is seven. It's just them running up to me. And, like, they're very mature and very smart. So they can just talk to me. And then they just animated and they just have big imagination so they're telling me daddy 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 and it just and it's just so funny just listen from their perspectives and their point of views and then you see the sibling rivalry when they both talk about the same thing but they see different views of it then they get to argue with each other this and that and then it's funny because my son he wanted to be the man and the big one and all that but he can't beat my daughter she 13 you know like and she got more game than him so she outwits him and and i just see him sitting back and just Chime his brain like, oh, I'm going to get you one day. It's just so funny, man. Just sitting back, though, like, though, like. So I love that, though, like. Um, I have a strong relationship with my kids. Like I, like I said, uh, my father wasn't with me 
growing up in my childhood years. Come later on to find out there was reasons for that. There will also be a different segment. We will break that down. But I didn't come around my dad until I was maybe 14, 13, somewhere around there. I just happened to be going to a store and I ran into my dad and he was just standing right there. And as a kid, I was always smart. So I was Ohio State Young Scholar. And what that is, is a, a program. Um, anybody remember um, Lean On Me, the movie Lean On Me? The high school Lean On Me was East Side High. You know, one of those rugged, just nobody gave a fuck about school. So that was the junior high school I went to here in Cincinnati, Ohio. I went to Bloom middle school and it was just very east side high man and so for me to go to that badass school like that but i was still the palette victorian was just like the second best under the valley victorian I, I got real good grace and it was just it was a white boy like where the fuck this white boy come from you know what i'm saying like i mean we live in the middle of the hood i never saw him a day in my life but he was a white boy. There. He used to catch the bus from the uh, the opposite neighborhood. He was coming from Price Hill. And, you know, he did his thing. But I lived on Dayton Street, which was literally two blocks down the street from the school. So, I mean, they categorize. I, I, I had nigga mentality at that time. I can, I, can, I can admit that. But I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't a hoolum running around doing mass crazy shit or whatever, whatnot. But, um. I was I was good in school, man. It was just like natural. And then you know I was I was I was part of the cool kids. I said at the cool table. I mean, so it wasn't nothing to me to to get good grades. Like you know what I'm saying. So I had an eight. I don't. The crazy part about it though, I failed in home ec, which you know back then guys we didn't we didn't understand the game. Like bro, that's where all the girls at. You dumbass, go in there and then you learn how to cook and sit. You know what I'm saying? We didn't know that at the time. I was like, I ain't going no damn home ec though. But I failed at home ec and gym. Like what the fuck, nigga? How you feeling, gym? But I failed in gym because back then they had some rules. Like if you didn't change out to your shorts. Three days after semester, it was some old shit like that. It wasn't that I, because I'm very physical, physically attract. Uh, um, y'all know what I'm trying to say, man. I, I I get down, man. I work out. I play all the sports, all at one shit. Like I said, I'm part of the cool kids. You know what I'm saying? So, but I failed in gym because I didn't dress out or a lack of in attendance or some 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 like that. Though, like before I was all my academic classes, I was the I, I mean, like. A student all the way around. It just seemed it was just it just seemed easy to me. I can't even explain it. You know what I'm saying? So here I am in school all damn day and just getting all A's and then I'm the motherfucker in the hallway smacking you in the back, smacking all the girls on the asses and just we selling weed in school. I mean just acting the damn ass, just being that age at that time frame in the late eighties type shit. That's what was going on. You know what I'm saying? And so I had happened to get a scholarship, you know, it was a scholarship program to Ohio State Young Scholars and they were supposedly pay for our, 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 our college um, at least for, I think it was supposed to be a two year, they're supposed to at least pay for you to get associates and then, you know, you can upgrade or whatever, whatever, but it ended up being a scam because me and my little brother ended up getting in the program and he, me and him is Dan, like he actually, you know, 
graduated high school and, you know, continued with the program and it was fleece. You know, me, I, I, I figured out something else to do and I didn't finish school. But while I was going to the Ohio State Young Scholars Program, I, I happened to go to right before I'm about to go up there. It's in the summer. We, we would go to the campus um, and middle school was for two weeks. And then when you got to high school, it was for three weeks. But I saw I was in middle school at this time. I forget what year, but I never forget. It was a Kroger's in the hood. And I go to Kroger's and I see my dad. Have been, you know, have been knowing and he'd been popping up in and out. Like I said, that's that's a different story though. But I see my dad. And it's one of those situations, like, cause for real, for real, I wanted to turn around, like, and didn't even want to have no interactions with him. Cause it's like motherfucker. And, and I had this thing when I was like 14, like I'm a man. I was already the oldest. I was that's something else we had talked to, but I was like, I'm a man. My dad ain't here. I'm doing all this, though. Like, so when I seen him and whatever I was doing, I was trying to take care of some business, handle some responsibilities. And here, here go this nigga. So I didn't want to see him. I didn't want to deal with it. But I, I, I sucked it up and kept on walking forward. And he wasn't looking at me. He was zoning out and doing what he was doing. And I walked up on him like, what's up, man? And he was like, oh, what's up, son? And... I can I can see it in his eyes though. Like he was genuinely happy to see me and he was concerned about my well beings and what I was doing. And, you know, we had a conversation and I told him about what what was going on and here I am about to go to Ohio State Young Scholars Program. And you know what I'm saying? My dad, he connected himself right then and there in my life. And I realized it. Like I don't know how I realized it, but I'm like he making a man move and I'm making a man move. Cause here I am like 13, 14, 15, somewhere around there. My mom ain't nowhere around. We talking about in the eighties though. So parents supposed to have been around and back in them days, that's what was going on back in those days. But he's like, okay, here you are. Boom. Doing what you're doing. And now I got this chance to talk to you as a man or as an adult or with somebody with some responsibility or however I took that. And he took that opportunity. My dad, he never was married. He was always single, lived by himself. So he gave me a key to his house. Like, here you go. I always had this key waiting to get to. You know where I live at. Just come on in. Anything. This all yours. All, all at once. She gave me some money. Gave me a contact number. Like, when you go out of town, call me. You need some more money? Call me. I'm a wire to you. Western Union had just came out. Now, like, one little shit. So I tried it, though. Like, now here I am in my mind. Like, fuck this nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to use this nigga for everything I can get. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm out of town, like, I'm calling Mary Week, yeah, I need $100 for these shoes, yeah, I need $100 for this, yeah, every week, but guess what, though, in my mind, I'm trying to play, but guess what he doing, he let me play me, he doing it, he sending it to me, I start running out of shit that I needed, and then it, now he start questioning me, like, so what do you really need this for, and, 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 and so now when I'm running out of legitimate answers, now he breaking it down to me, so Make a long story short, that's how me and my dad built our relationship. And I just came from my dad's house today, was over there yesterday. Me and my son was over there the day before that. I love my motherfucking daddy to death. You understand? Just like I love my granddaddy to death. See, in void of all that, why my daddy wasn't there, my granddaddy was there. My mom's dad, big robber. 
Now that's my daddy. That son of a bitch gonna cuss you the fuck out. <laughs> Hey, that's one me, motherfucker, boy. You hear what I'm saying? But he going to tell you the values of life. See, he from the old school. He's from down south. His 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 daddy probably was a slave. He probably seen more shit than a motherfucker. And I think I seen my granddaddy cry one time by accident type shit. You know what I'm saying? When I say a man's man, yeah, all right. That's my daddy. No disrespect to my pops because he my dad. He my father. But my granddaddy, he the man. He raised me. So that's that's who it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he put all these morals and everything that's instilled, instilled into me. And just, just to say a few quick things. I'm a man of, like I said, my granddaddy. Install some old school stuff in me. So I'm a man of those tactics. So I have loyalty, morals, respect, honor, love. They're chivalry when there needs to be chivalry because some of these, but I, 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 that's a whole nother segment. But it's just crazy. So now that everything's evolving here it is 2018 because i came up from the 80s era where i made myself and i became myself and then when you transform to the 90s era the late crack era and now you got these kingpins now you got videos everybody getting cable tv so it's now bad to be a mass market media for the blacks to start really is trying to be a decline but i believe something is going to shake and bring us back up but at the same time it's like okay so this is what society is really looking at so me trying to be a man, I'm talking about a man like my granddaddy, like my daddy, like when they talked to me in front of the Krogers that goddamn day. You see what I'm saying? But but you still got to deal with coming outside. You still got to go to school. You still got to deal with society. And them niggas don't give a fuck about you. Them niggas don't have the same morals, loyalty, values as you. Them niggas in gangs, them niggas in cliques, them niggas serving bricks, them niggas, they, they live in that one street life. You in the streets, you live in the street life, you ain't no bitch, ain't no suck, ain't no whole ass shit about you. But you still trying to keep your morals, your values, your dignity. See, that's why I had a problem at and That's why this podcast coming in. And I hope it, I hope that y'all follow me and, and y'all catch that. Because that's the whole meaning of this podcast. Because I know that there's more and maybe I, I know that there's more men like that in the united states and maybe it is me maybe i was slow to get it or maybe slow to grow up or whatever it is but now that i am here motherfucker so fuck all that other bullshit because i know them haters gonna be coming and I'm, I'm i'm ready to deal with that there's nothing we can have a grown man conversation but now that i am here you see what i'm saying see now that i'm i'm gonna be a problem because now you have a black man with morals, dignity, that's a stand-up guy, but used to be a nigga that'll get up in your shit. You understand what I'm saying? That ain't taking no shit. So it it'll be some shit. And on that and on that same and on that same on that same thing, one 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 main thing what I'm trying to do. It's closed the revolving doors for my son to that prison. I also have a grandson that looks up to me. Him and my son think they brothers. They over here, they over here frequently. 
But I get my son every day. My grandson, just them hooking up. You know, my daughter, they busy. But I'm not going to let that happen. If it happens, because I can't say what and won't happen. If it happens, it won't be because they won't know. It'll be because of some fucked up circumstances in the situation. You know what I'm saying? And that'll be it. And my, 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 now my little kid's mama. See, she know me from being, uh, from from being a nigga. But she also sees and know the transition of me growing into a man. So I believe I had that respect from her. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's so easy to co-parent with her right now. I smoke a drink with her. She can call me right now. You got a drink? Come on over here and get a drink. And and I go outside and pour it to her. She can come up here and sit. It won't be nothing. Real spit. Because she understands the transition and, and also, you know, some other endeavors of what I'm doing. But she understands the transition that it took for me to become this man that I am becoming. And my son is seven. And I'm going to teach my son what it takes to become a man. See, we lost it in the hood. See, now we got niggas buying their sons weed and bottles and, and, and Jordans and and. and and, and guns and clips and and paying for tricks for them and shit like that. This real spit. And I can't take nothing from nobody. I ain't never about to be the pot calling the kettle black. But I'm telling you the difference from where I used to be to where I am right now and where I'm going. And that's all I'm trying to say. Because, see, I looked up to my daddy. One thing, I'll be 42 years old this year. One thing I can say, and I'm going to wrap this up with y'all. I never saw my daddy acting a buffoon. I never saw my daddy acting an ass. I never saw my daddy disrespecting himself. Regardless of what. I didn't I didn't officially come around my dad till I was 14 years old. I knew him always. He always was in my life. But far as frequently on having on the regular side, I never saw it. I would be 14 years old this year. And that means a whole lot to me. That means that's what I have to do. You see what I'm saying? I can't be running around having my son on the block. Riding around with me and my son while I'm picking up hoes. Smoking and drinking and all the shit in front of my son. So you don't get no cool points for that. But see, these niggas in the streets think they got to keep up with a motherfucker or they got to show, put up some type of image. And see, that's what this is about to be about. That's what this podcast is about. See, I'm going to let any motherfucker think they can come and say whatever they want to say to me, man. Because like I said, I'm from these streets, man. So it don't even matter. But, bro, you don't get no points doing that. It's a better way. It's, it's, it's a smarter way, bro. It's a smarter way. But... I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, though, man. Like I said, I love y'all, man. So this big shout-out from the big comic, Romy Rome, Black Single Dance, man. And I love y'all.